Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. We've now recently been called the Vibe of Thrive. I thought that was pretty interesting because... You know, right now today, people really are looking for a different vibration. They're looking for a different energy. They're looking for different lives. I know what that's like. Kind of did that. I know what that's like. Kind of did that about three or four times in my lifetime. Today, we've got this amazing show for you. It's one of our double headers. Uh, we're going to be starting the show with Mary Beth Sammons joining us here today and then Kathy Lee Gifford. Uh, one of the things I love is that just when I'm thinking about something in, in production and, and what, we, what we need to talk about, we come across somebody uh, that is doing absolutely exquisite work. And that's my guest today, Mary Beth. Uh, today we're talking about second acts that change lives, making a difference in the world. And that book is a book that Mary Beth wrote. And when we take a look at what this question is about, you can't help but think, is my life over? Do I get a second chance? What can I do? Is it too late? And so many of us are looking at that right now. And, you know, Mary Beth Sammons, of course, an award-winning journalist, uh, women's issue, issue columnist. She, you could see her work pretty much just about everywhere. And, by the way, someone that understands what it means to step up and step out. And, you know, I want to welcome you, Mary Beth, to the show. What, what a timely topic right now. Well, thank you very much. I wrote it before things even went, you know, as bad as they've gotten. And so it's kind of, it came out just just when people really need it. And the people in the book are people who did this before this. So it's, yes, it's very timely right now. I hear that from so many people. It is kind of amazing what's happening right now. These books are coming out. And, any, and if you all don't know what publishing is about, this book has probably been in the work for years, right? For two years. I did it two years ago, right? Exactly. Right. And here it is, exactly when we need it. But let's talk about this, because okay. even if you, you know, even if it was two years ago, there had to be something that you were looking at in your life to, to kind of make this topic important to you. What was that? Um, what, what happened is I was facing my 50th birthday, and um, in the year before, in the two years before that, I had lost four significant people in my life that died under the age of 50. And, um, you know, a cousin and then three very close friends. And at the same time, I had gone through a divorce. And so a lot of things that I had built up, I had been what I thought was a super achiever, you know, always trying to be the star. Um, and all of a sudden, I had personal failure, personal loss, and then trying to pick up and reinvent myself for my three children so that we could go on. And I, um, you know... And I started to see that I wasn't alone, that there were a lot of people reaching midlife that were asking the deeper questions, you know, so I've been successful as a lawyer or a doctor, I'm an agent for rock stars, I'm a great journalist, but what does my life really mean? If if I were to be one of those people that were gone tomorrow, what would I be remembered for? And so that kind of gave me the impetus for the book. Um, and at the same time, because I'm a journalist, I decided that the best way to answer those questions for myself 
would be to find people who were the trailblazers, people that had stepped out of comfort or some adversity had happened to them, and they took the giant leap that they always wanted to do to make a dream come true. But not only that, they decided that this time around, their second act would be about helping other people and making the difference in the lives of other people. Well, and, you know, this is really what we want to do. We want to help people right now. We want to help people right now make a difference. Because, you know, I know for myself, I know what it's like to be down and out. I know what it's like to pick myself up and not even know why I'm doing it. And a lot of times we don't realize that this is a second, a third chance, that reinventing, and this is what you've written about, you know, reinventing is so cool, but yet... When we, when it's facing us, right, Mary Beth? It's like right in our face. We're like, oh no, don't bring that to me now. Right. <laughs> that is the that is the part that is the paralyzing part for people because you go, you know, people need to keep a, a roof over their head and to pay their mortgage, and so you, you know, you and you have other people to think about your children and other people in your family, and so it can become a paralyzing fear. But two things that I that is a common thread with the people that I see that have reinvented. And the most significant one is most of them step out of their comfort zone in some way in order to overcome their own fear. They go out and help someone else. Um, I just am doing a story this week about a school in the worst neighborhood of Chicago, in the Austin neighborhood. And these kids have seen their family members, their high school students, they've seen their family members be shot in a drug deal. They're raised by their grandmothers. They had no opportunity to go to high school, but around them a community of adults who are reinventing themselves have stepped forward and are helping these kids get a a high school education. They've founded a school for them. And they invited me last Saturday, the kids, to come with them to help feed the homeless. So here's these kids who have nothing, and they're at a homeless shelter for people who have even less than nothing, and they're looking at these people saying, I feel so lucky. Mm-hmm. And so the, the reinventors that I've found have gone and found that people survive and thrive and can turn around by looking at somebody that has less than they have. Yeah. And it makes them feel good. And then they feel, if those people can make it, I can make it. Well, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about helping people make it. I mean, that's what your book is about. It's reinventing ourselves. It's recreating. You know, what do you believe are, you know, besides getting hit with that reinvention, right, <laughs> right smack in the um, middle of us, I mean, you know, what is it that we have to realize? What are some of the, the beliefs that don't serve us along the way, especially if you're at, let's call it like a crossroads, like you are turning 50, some people now turning 60, right. which is, somebody just told me the other day, 50 is the new 30, so 60 must be the new 40. I love that. Something. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way they're thinking about it. Uh-huh. I think that's the way they're thinking about it. So, you know, what do, what do people have to peel off of their plate in order to step into reinventing? They have to peel off the way that we were raised to think that titles are important for us. So, for example, one woman who is about to turn 60, she was a rock, an agent for rock stars in Hollywood. And so what she defined herself as important was the fact that she got free tickets to shows and everybody knew her name and, you know, the rock stars all knew her and she could, you know, work the L.A. circuit. And she decided she had had her mother and a friend die as well, and she decided, you know, I'm just living this fast-paced life that's just dizzying, and 
what do I, what can I do with my life that's really meaningful? She was making great money. And so through, you know, being with her friend and her mother through death, she experienced hospice. And she was able to let go. That's a major thing. You have to let go of the things that are comfortable, money. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And let go of all that. And now she runs a hospice. She's moved from L.A. to Arizona. And she's the director of a hospice center. And she said, I walk into homes and I see an elderly couple and they're so afraid and they have nobody else, but they have me. And she said, it's not about me helping them. It's about them helping me. So when you let go of some of the things in life that you thought were important, um, it's a gift to you too. So let's look at this right now. What do you think are the most challenging things that people are facing right now that, you know, perhaps letting go of them might at least open up the the energy a little bit, give them a little flexibility to look at reinventing as something that they could look look forward to doing. Well, the the economy, you know, the the loss of yeah. the loss of the savings that they've had all their lives, or the loss of I can retire now, or the loss of I have a job now. So the financial piece, um, people, you know, are seeing that maybe you know I don't need some of the things that I thought I needed. So the finances is one important thing. The ego that comes with um, having a title for a job. For me, you know, it felt great to say I was vice president of three companies. Well, uh, in those three companies, every time I was promoted to a vice president, they removed that level. So <laughs> it wasn't always that great. Um, and, you know, so you need to get rid of the ego piece of it, and you need to let go of what other people tell you you can do. You know, when I got divorced, I remember family members saying, well, now you've got to go get a real job. You know, you've got to, you know, even if it's at the grocery store, at the checker line, you've got to go do something. And, you know, and I'm thinking, real job, I'm a writer. I write about people. So you have to let go of what people think about you. And another thing is you have to challenge yourself beyond what you thought you could do. Um, For me, I did it physically because I thought if I could do something that was life-giving in honor of my friends. So I went from just walking to I gave myself six months and I trained for a triathlon. So on my 50th birthday, I swam, biked, and ran in a triathlon. And that was mostly symbolic of I never thought I could do those things, but I did. And that translated into a lot of other places in my life. I love what you're saying. I get that all the time about the real job thing. Right. right. Oh, yeah, here you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what are you doing? That's like not uh-huh. a real job. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, you know, setting the goals, and I hear, Mary Beth, that's what you're talking about. You know, we're talking about setting goals. We're talking about, you know, looking outside the box that we normally would be sitting in. I wanted to make sure everybody knows Mary Beth Sammons is joining me here today on the show, which is kind of cool. And I want to make sure everybody knows that we're talking about second acts that change lives. You know, there's some amazing stories in the book. I mean, how did you, how did you feel about writing some of these stories, coming upon these stories? Were you like in awe? Amazed. I, I mean, what was amazing is I, you know, one day woke up and said, oh, I think I better need to reinvent my life again, you know, for the tenth time instead of the second. But, um, and then I went out and just sent out emails just to friends. And I got probably 300 emails back of amazing people that were, um, one woman was 52 years old. She had been a school teacher, never married her whole life from Michigan. And she went to her high school reunion and found a guy, and he became the love of her life. They got married a year later, 
and before they got married in June, and his birthday was in July, and he was killed in a um, cycling accident. He was training for triathlons as well, and so she, he didn't even make it from his wedding wow. to his birthday a month later. But the love that he had shown her in her life in that short time, she decided, you know, she always had a dream of having children, but she was 52 years old. She ended up going um, to Siberia and adopting two children who were five and seven years old. She couldn't even speak Russian, and she brought them back to Michigan, and she's raising them now. She works as a teacher, and she's a mom. And that is the ultimate. Amazing. Right there, that is the ultimate reinvention. Yeah. Right there. That's what that is. We're going to take a short break. Mary Beth Salmon's joining us here today. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what each and every one of us carries within us, the stories that we have that will help us transform our lives now and make a difference in the world. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yogurt Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yogurt Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Do you want to prosper by working in harmony with the universe? Show host Madeline Gerwick offers the 2009 Good Timing Guide so you can know the divine plan of the day. This color-coded guide provides good timing for all your important actions. And the last books are on sale now. To order, call 877-524-8300. That's 877-524-8300. Or go to askmadeline.com. That's A-S-K-M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E.com. Margaret McElroy is an internationally recognized psychic, medium, and gifted spiritual teacher graduating hundreds of students from five continents, a popular magazine and newspaper clairvoyant from nearly a dozen publishing houses. She's authored eight books and hosted syndicated radio shows on over 30 stations around the world. Margaret says there's never been such a thirst for metaphysical knowledge. Check out her website at margaretmcelroy.com. That's margaret, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y, dot com. Introducing the featured re-release of Cat James' grassroots best-selling book, The Truth About Beauty, Transform Your Looks and Your Life from the Inside Out. 
The Truth About Beauty represents the most comprehensively researched and inspiring body and beauty guide to date. It's been called a masterpiece by New York Magazine's two-time nutritionist of the year, Oz Garcia, and a path to personal triumph by former Glamour publisher Suzanne Grimes. The re-released edition of this modern health and beauty classic features 40% new material, including James' long-awaited recipes from her acclaimed Total Transformation programs, plus her living formula for freedom from food obsession, state-of-the-art natural skin, supplement, and anti-aging strategies, and a natural product resource guide called Worth Its Weight in Gold by Marie Claire Magazine. If you're ready to get serious, get the truth about beauty and transform yourself today. Visit informedbeauty.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Mary Beth Simmons joining me here today. And, you know, it's kind of really cool to, to be able to talk with her because I, I think for me, and I know many of you, you email us, you call us, you tell us, look, you've got something inside that you want to get out into the world. And the question is, how do you get it out there? Um, what are some of the things you think about? A lot of you, and Mary Beth, I want to thank you for joining us here today. Right. Um, a lot of people, Mary Beth, right now, this is, this is probably one of the things I hear most. I'm too old. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. And I'm sure when you were doing this, this must have been something that the folks that shared stories with you had to say as well. And honestly, I hear this from people that are not even like 40 yet. I know. <laughs> it's, they it's, should be my age. It's an amazing thing that it's, it's all your inner spirit. It all has to do with how you feel inside and how you can reinvent yourself. You might be feeling old and, and, um, you know, I, I mentioned doing the triathlon at 50 and not really being an exercise buff before that. And that, that freed that for me and that allowed me to feel more childlike, you know, splashing in the pool and going across the finish line, things that girls when I was young didn't do. The boys did a lot of the sports. So it gave me that kind of cool feeling of being a competitor. But one of the people, um, you know, that crossed my path, which was an amazing, was a 65-year-old. And he was a corporate executive in a major company in Chicago, very successful man. And he got colon cancer. And he also at the same time met people who had ALS. So oh. what he did is he said, I can do this. And he you know, wasn't trained as an athlete, but he rode across the country for a whole summer and raised money for ALS, 65 years old, just left his house, raised money. He raised millions of dollars. And that was inspiring to me, you know, the, the fear of going by yourself, not knowing where you're going to stay every night, and then that kind of exercise at 65. And that's all the people in the book. It's that That's the common denominator of them is that in getting over their fear and taking the leap to do something they never thought was possible or that they'd always dreamed they wanted to do but couldn't, they feel younger. You know, uh, the stories like this are really the stories that do inspire. And, you know, right now there are hundreds of thousands of people uh, out there that are unemployed and, um, and kind of stuck. And some of them are pretty much at this place where, you know, I'm going to take a break. 
Others are like, I've got to get a job. And, you know, part of this is realizing that there is a way that we can contribute regardless of our circumstance. What do you, what do you say to those people that are out there and, and thinking, wow, I, I don't have a job. I can't do anything. I don't know how to reinvent myself. I don't have the money. Yeah. Well, you have yourself, you know, so you always, you know. I We do I, forget that, by the way. Yeah, I see them every day. It's interesting because working as a writing consultant, which I do now, I, you know, I spend a lot of time at, um, you know, the coffee shops, and they're getting increasingly crowded with people who are unemployed or at the coffee shops. You can barely get, you know, a plug in the place. And people come to me all the time and tell me, I can't, I just can't, I'm too old, I, I you know, I don't have any money now. And I'll say that every experience that has come to me has come out of when I've walked away and gone in to give of myself, like at a homeless shelter or um, volunteering to do something. I've met the people that end up, I don't do it purposefully to go say, oh, I'm going to go do a job search over at the homeless shelter today. But in, in giving a little piece of yourself to somebody that has less than you have, amazing things just surface, you know, it's. It's an amazing thing. So rather than sitting in your house where you build up the anxiety and the camps that you can't do, you have to make the effort to reach outside of yourself because you'll go inner more and you'll spiral downward where I see that happening a lot. What was the tipping point for you, so to speak? I mean, it, you know, you go through your life and, and, and you think about things on a day-to-day basis, but, you, you know, all of a sudden then you find yourself in a com- completely different place, unusual Maybe at some level you think worse off, better off, whatever that is. But, you know, what's kind of the tipping point? I mean, you know, where where did you have that moment where you knew that there was something more? Um, well, I was, you know, I, I, I had, my marriage had dissolved. I had three mm-hmm. children. And, um, and I had a, a friend call and say that she had been diagnosed with cancer and her family lived out of state and she called me to come to the hospital it turned out she died a year later, and she spent the year in isolation, and she asked me to help, and I didn't know what to do. I'd never known somebody that had cancer that was 37 years old, and I, you know, and so I, I researched, and I found a company where, you know, you can create an online internet site for them, and I, and I realized, you know, everybody must have a story like my friend Kara, that, you know, you need to stay connected, and we need to find ways for people. More and more, we're going to be taking care of our aging parents, or we're going to have friends that are sick. And so for me, it was like, you know, yeah, I've lost what I thought would be, you know, my goals, being married, being living in the suburbs, being the mom, being a successful journalist. And a lot of those things have been taken away by job loss and, and the divorce. And I thought, but I still have, I, I still can do something purposeful. I, I know how to tell people's stories. So I started telling the stories of people that were facing those moments. And from that, I wrote a different book than the one I'm talking about today. But I wrote a book about what you say and what you do when somebody is ill or has suffered loss. Mm. And so for me, it's just to look what's right there in front of me. It's, you know, you go, the priests that I've met recently that are helping these kids in the um, inner city are Jesuit priests, and their theory is go where the need is. And I think that's what we have to look at. So who needs what? makes us the most important insider, what our real skill is. Where can we put that into life? And so it's reexamining what your skills are. Maybe you're an attorney and you can help um, it, people that need, you know, attorney skills. Or, you know, you can always find some place that somebody needs what you 
have your special gift. Yeah, I love what you're talking about. And isn't it interesting how some of the greatest challenges in our lives, the things that were faced in that moment of despair, whatever that is, turn out to be this just enormous opening. Right. You know, this, this enormous opening for us to really step through. It's kind of like, you know, we can let go of when one door closes because right. there's always this other door. And, you know, what you talk about and, you know, what you talk about in this book, reinventing oneself should be a, a course in, in school. I mean, oh. honestly, think about it. The kids that are sort of, you know, maturing, growing up right now, entering the workforce, there should be a course that they learn about reinventing, don't you think? Oh, I, I definitely think because I think what I'm finding from this book, it, it the, the common theme is that most of these people faced unbelievable adversity, but they were able to reinvent and to move out of that. And most of us, well, we were never taught those skills. You know, it's a survival instinct and... And you have to, the ones that do make it are the ones that can tap into that survival instinct and move beyond everything, but mm-hmm. we're not taught. So that, that's kind of what the book did for me by, by researching the stories of these people. Um, and, you know, in a simple sense, one of the guys that I interviewed was an attorney and he, and he just couldn't stand wearing a suit and he just loved to swim. So he didn't set out thinking, I'm going to change. He needed to change for himself because he was trapped in his, in his world. But, he didn't think out setting out that his job would help others, but he's ended up being a coach, and he helps people move beyond their fear. You know, the water is someplace where we're really afraid, and, and when you're in this situation of reinventing, it's a lot like being thrown into a pool and not yeah. knowing how to swim. And so he gives people that confidence in that scenario, and he's built a complete business for himself. He trains triathletes, he trains kids, and he loves what he does every day. And then beyond that, he raises money for charities because a lot of these events raise money for charities. So he helps people, you know, learn to do something new and raise money to help others. So. Well, and, you know, this is really part of this. I mean, you know, if you've never done anything of service, you know, once you step into it and really get a sense of it or feel it or breathe it, like some people live and breathe it on a regular basis, there's no turning back, is no. there? no. That, see, that, and interesting in the last, I, I wrote the book two years ago, but interesting in the in-between, I've had moments where, you know, it, and it's not just it's a reinvention and then it, it, you've reinvented and you never have fear again or you never freak out again or you never, you know, and I've gone through periods where I go, oh, all three of my kids will be in college at the same moment, uh, and then I'll go back and step into a corporate setting and try to do writing that I know in my gut some of it is just not, I can't do it anymore, you know. Yep, yep, and, I get um, it. And, and so that happens, and you have to, you know, kind of be good to yourself that you're going to slip back and you're going to go, you can't totally give up the part of you that you've spent the first half of your life being. Yeah, so, I totally, I, and you know, this is part of it, integrating it all. Mary Beth, thank you for joining me here today on the show. Give everybody your website. Um, <laughs> right now, um, it's, the book it can be bought at Amazon at this point. Yeah, so, that's great. Amazon.com. Yeah. Thank you for joining us here. The book is Second Acts That Change Lives, Making a Difference in the World. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Kathy Lee Gifford.
Hey guys, I heard you talking about the Ageless Secret. You've got to try it. Just a few sprays of the light mist and my face feels tighter and smoother. The longer I've been using it, the better my results have become. You're going to absolutely love it. So go to agelesssecret.com or call 888-424-4247. That's agelesssecret.com or give them a shout at 888-424-4247 and get some now. Performance Velocity brings you the breakthrough human performance formula, ETA equals R, where energy intelligence is the key competency for the successful business leader. Are you ready for this emerging trend? You can ignite leadership, accelerate execution, and deliver peak performance every time. Performance Velocity can help you, your management team, or your company. Call 303-744-2464. Human performance is their business. Visit PerformanceVelocity.com and start getting results now. Hi, I'm Paul McCormick, and I want to help you become financially free. Go to my website, SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com, and you'll find my book that just became a bestseller, Passing Up Susie Orman and Rich Dad Poor Dad. And when you buy my book today, you're going to get four ebooks, all for the price of one. Plus, I'm going to throw in six CD downloads absolutely free when you buy my book today. Go to my website, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com. Secretsofthemillionaireinside.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to make sure that everybody out there knows if you want more information about us, just simply go to the website, www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com, or even more simply put, drpatlive.com, D-R patlive.com. What a show we have planned for you today. Today, I'm so thrilled and honored that we're going to be having a conversation with someone that I grew up with, Kathy Lee Gifford. She's joining us here today because she has just put out a book called Just When I Thought I Dropped My Last Egg, Life and Other Calamities. Mm. Don't you think? I would only hope to know what's in that book. Well, there's a lot in that book. There are things that we learn along the way. There's this journey that we we say yes to. And so the question is, how do we say yes to the journey and live this life with extraordinary dignity and live this life so that we become role models for other people? That's what Kathy Lee Gifford has done. And as I grew up in New York City and, and Jersey, of course, I got to be up close and personal with Kathy Lee on a regular basis. And now clear across the country, I get to have this conversation with her on what all of this means and much more. And so I'm so jazzed. I'm so thrilled. I'm so, as she says in her book, Looney Tunes, about today and today's conversation. And so we're going to be chatting. We're going to go right through until the half hour so that everybody out there can have a sense of what this journey is like and how do you keep that smile? How do you take that picture? How do you say cheese? How do you do it and understand that you still have to live life? One of the most um, 
I would say heartfelt chapters in the book for me was this book about an attitude of gratitude. And I'm, I'm going to let you have her talk to you about that herself. And then you get to go through and explore this journey, this journey that brings you right to today's time and right to what it means to move through this world and start as this young person that can't even imagine what it's like to be 60 uh, or 50 and then all of a sudden find yourself as 50. What is that like? What are the differences that you experience now? Well, fortunately for many of us, we live in a society where, <laughs> I don't know who invented this, but it was really so cool. You know, 50, you know, 50, 50 is today's 30. And so that must mean 60 is today's 40. Whatever that means, the question is, what do you have inside you? What is it that tickles your fancy every day? You know, what is it that you're waiting for that somebody else you think might help you with? The question is, what do you got to do inside? How do you pick yourself up and say, come on, baby, let's rock and roll? And that's the conversation. That's the book I just finished reading. I'm ready to do the marathon after reading this book. I want to welcome Kathy Lee Gifford to the show. Kathy Lee, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Pat. How are you? I am so happy to be talking with you. Oh, same back at you. Thank you. I don't know if you heard, but I grew up in New York and New Jersey, and I was one of these people that was probably standing out in the freezing cold one day trying to wave at you and say, there's Kathy Lee. You probably don't remember me, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The one thing I still have is my memory and... uh, yeah, I, I can picture you right now, Dr. Pat, but you didn't have your diploma yet. Oh, no, I didn't. As a matter of fact, I didn't think I was going to graduate high school. But, you know, here is this book that you've written, and I've been talking about it. Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford, Just When I Thought I Dropped My Last Egg, Life and Other Calamities. I opened this book, and from the very, very first word that I pretty much read was your dedication to your mom. And I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, I, I really sense such a strong, deep love between you. And I wanted to ask you, how has that relationship inspired you today? Well, my mom, Joni, is the single funniest human being on the planet. <laughs> and she's that funny because she doesn't know it. She's just gone through life, you know, and she says things. She drops, drops these malaprops. She's just. She, she has been a, she taught me how to laugh. And I think if there's nothing else a mother can do but teach your children how to laugh at life's absurdities, that's a great, great, great gift. The truth is I always had a much closer personal relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. So it complicated my relationship with my mom. But when my daddy passed away six years ago, my mom and I uh, uh, just became closer and closer and closer. Um, she, my daddy was just my hero, and she knew it. And he, my daddy was perfect in my mind. And my mom and I, we always were like oil and water. It didn't mean I didn't adore her. I adore her. But I just, I just, I, you know, felt, I don't know, somehow more, more, um, know what the word is. It's more my daddy's girl than my mom's girl. Does that make sense? I totally get it. I am so there with you. I still have grease under my fingernails from working in the garage with my dad, okay? With your dad. I mean, you know what a blessing that is? You know, no. that is extraordinary to have those memories. And my mom and dad, I mean, I watched my mom throw chickens at my father. We're, not, we're talking entire chickens, not a little chicken breast, not a little egg. The entire chicken. She would throw iced tea on my 
brother at dinner if my brother got fresh. And so it was like a flying um, smorgasbord at my house. It always was. Oh, my God. Never a dull moment. You and I have to talk offline because that's exactly what dinner was like. I mean, you know, you knew you were in trouble when the fork just missed your ear. No, it's a flying feast, right? (laughs) It is a flying feast. You know, I was talking before you came on about the book and how much you really do share. But you share it in such a beautiful, beautiful way. I mean, I'm reading one of the chapters. I'm laughing and I'm smiling at the same time. You have been through a lot you have seen a lot and you're still smiling how the heck you do that oh because life is precious and i'm still here and paul newman you remember the story about paul newman yes where he taught me if you have a pulse you have a purpose and until my hiney gets hoisted on the gurney and i and i ride into the sunset i have a purpose still and my purpose is every morning to get up and first of all thank god that i have another day of life first of all thank god that my children are safe healthy my husband is i have good friends i have i have an opportunity to impact people's lives and i think impacting them with with humor is every bit as impacting them with anything else in life i don't think everything has to be wrapped up in seriousness and and dogma and theology i think a smile and remembering somebody's name can change their life and so i just approach it that way and i have all my life i always said god Give me the same love for the executive, for the, for the guard at the gate that I'm going to automatically have for the guy who's paying my checkbook, you know, paying my, my bills every year. Um, you know, and then it's really about that. It's about finding uh, the, the preciousness in every single person and, and not falling into that, that sick thing we have in our culture, which is unless somebody's big and important and rich mm. and powerful, that they are somehow valuable, more valuable than any other human being is, they aren't in God's sight, so why are they to us? I think that's a good question. That's the question that I love, and I love the way you talk about it, because, you know, we are really being called right now to dig deep within and honor who each and every one of us are. And that's what I love about what you've put in this book, and actually what your life stands for, at least to me, is you are someone that I look at, Kathy Lee, and I think, man, she is like so much better than the Energizer Bunny. I can't wait to find out what Kathy Lee is doing next. Is that something that you learned along the way? I mean, you know, some people call it gumption. Or chutzpah. Or chutzpah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, my daddy was the son of a Russian Jew, a wonderful man who was a snake charmer, a, a carnival barker, and a, and a, and a, a prohibition. During prohibition, he made moonshine, you know. And that's my inheritance. That's my father's father. He also left my father's mother with five kids to fend for herself. There was good and bad in him. My mom came from a really alcoholic, dysfunctional family, and yet when they, the two of them got together, they decided that family was going to be everything. And they were celebrating their 54th year together when my daddy passed away of a terrible illness. Mm. I saw my daddy work three jobs um, every, all my life jobs and my mom sell eggs door to door now we sell them on ebay you know but she sold like chicken eggs not her own door to door back then i saw them sacrifice and work hard and put families first and they never allowed themselves to be the victim you know life was hard for everybody back then and there weren't government subsidies for people you just had to make your way and i'm just so glad that they gave me um a real 
visual on what that life is supposed to be about. Now, I can only look back on my life, and I don't, I, I know the, the tough times I went through and stuff, but I just, I see the, the, the glass is way more full than it's empty. I mean, I've been able to live my dreams. I've been able to make my living doing what I love to do. I've been able to watch my children grow in health. And in, uh, we've been able to, I've been laughed myself sick. I've been, I can't tell you how many banks I've ruined in life because I've laughed myself sick. <laughs> and I think that's the key to everything is you find the, the, um, the, the humor in pain and you find the pain that's underlying in all true humor. And somewhere in the middle is bliss. You know, I mean, I've been the it girl and I've been the girl, if you know what I mean. Yes. And neither one of them are true. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. And you learn, you learn to, um, to just have a, a good perspective on life. And I was talking to a girlfriend of mine the other day, and she was turning 70, and she was all upset about it. And I said, but Eva, I said, think about your friends who never made 70. They would trade places with you for an, in an instant. And she goes, that's true, but look at my boobs, look at my butt, look at that, 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 that. And I said, do you want to die young like Marilyn Monroe and look good in your casket? Or do you want to live a good, long, gnarly life and have unbelievable memories to prove it? You know, I, for me, I, I think oh, I want to live as, as, and I want to die learning something. If God takes me home tomorrow, I'll have no regret. But I'd rather, I'd rather live as long as I can and keep living every single day to the fullest, not instead of being Wendy Weiner about everything. It's Patty, Patty, you know, pity party. Who wants to be around people like that? Nobody. I'm telling you, no, not at all. Not one bit. And uh-uh. I love what you're saying because we have some incredible opportunities right now to live life full out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. I Pat believe, Show. I believe in the power of now. I believe I will see. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you living your life to the max? Is there anything you would like to change about how you feel or what you're experiencing? You can have anything you want, and empowerment psychic Linda Dickinson can show you the way. Living your life to the max is more than a catchphrase. It's what we intended when we came into this life. Empowerment psychic medium Linda Dickinson online at InMyFuture.com. For private sessions, call 800-206-9096. Live your life to the max. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. I feel so amazingly blessed about the people that I get to talk to every day. I wanted to ask you about this book just when I thought I dropped my last egg. I've read this book twice. I want to tell you that. I read it twice. Yeah. I read everybody's book before I even come on air because, you know, there's a matter of respect for people. And that's rare. And I I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I really respect that very much. Well, I recommend things to 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 the listeners and we have the best listeners around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And I, I when I read it the second time, I read it differently. And I wanted to ask you about the writing of this book. What was this journey like for you 
to sit down and say, I'm going to write this book. There are some hilarious moments in here, and then there are some things in here that just made me weep. Well, that's life, though, isn't it? Oh, it totally It really is. I mean, I wanted it to be authentic. That's important to me. There's so much soul in the world and so much phoniness. And if somebody likes me, I love it. I'm grateful. But if somebody doesn't, you know what I, I know? They dislike me on an honest basis. I have not presented myself any differently than the, than the human being that lives privately in my own home. So there's something about that. And if you like what you're talking about, your own credibility as a human being. I am not perfect. I do have my own secrets about life, in my own life and about other friends. And I, and I think truly are no one else's business. But the things I share in this book, I think I have a, sort of a universality about them. I mean, everybody has to give their kids the sex talk at some point. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to, you know, um, uh, every, we're all betrayed in life. We're all disappointed in life. We're all brokenhearted in life. And how we get through them is by finding our sort of common denominator. And, and so I just wrote as honestly as I could, and I tried not to make it heavy. There's so much heaviness in the world right now anyway. People need to laugh. They need to put up a mirror to their faces and their rear ends and their cellulite and stuff and laugh about it and, and just see that it's part of life. We all had our turn to be 13 years old and firm and perfect. And, and life goes on, and, and we're blessed to still be here. And, and so I, I wrote it, you know, in vignettes. It's mm-hmm. almost like Irma Bombeck on crack, a little bit, you know. <laughs> If, her, if Irma had continued to live, she would have gotten more and more of an edge, and she'd start writing more like this, don't you think? I think so. She wrote so authentically about the absurdity in life. I think so. And and again, it's, it's don't we almost uh, almost look forward to the absurdity these days? I don't know about you, Kathy Lee. But it's I a relief. Up, I, it's I, a relief. I'm so there with you. And, you know, and part of this is really letting go of what other people think, don't you think? Oh, my gosh. The sooner we can do that. Uh, the sooner we we reach nirvana. And nirvana doesn't have a zip code. You know, it has got to be earned. And I think it comes from just surviving. And people go, you've reinvented this. You've re-. I said, you know what? I never set out. I'm not like Madonna who's got like a plan. You know, I, I respect that in some ways. I just, golly, I wish I was the kind of person that had a plan. I just let life happen. And I, and I, and I, um, and I try to keep God so close that mm-hmm. when it happens, no matter if it's hard or it's fun, it's just it, it just seems right, and I just either cling tighter or I or share a laugh with God because I think God has a tremendous sense of humor. Look around, and um, and and I don't know. I just rejoice in it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Scripture is very very important. It takes on a bad connotation in our world today, and I certainly am not trying to superimpose my faith on anybody else. But when I read scripture every day, I get empowered. I can go out and conquer anything. I can get through anything. There's a, there's a Nehemiah 810, a poor little Nehemiah, nobody ever quotes him, says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, what's that mean? And it means having a relationship. You know, it's not religion. I really can't stand most of religion. Right. It just, it, I don't like what it brings out in people. I don't like the wars. I don't like the crusades. I don't like the insurrection I, and, and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, Inquisition is what I meant. But in, insurrections either. I'm not, pro, I'm not uh, you know, fond of them. What I do love is an authentic living relationship with, with God, however you call his name, which empowers you on a daily basis because you have a horizontal relationship that's good. That affects every vertical relationship you have. 
we put the cart before the horse. We try to have great sex, great this, great big parenting and all that. And then we sort of slip God in on occasion, maybe Easter and Christmas. Instead of one-on-one every day of your life being right in, a, in, a, in that kind of a relationship, an up, up, up and down relationship, totally horizontal, that, that, that absolutely impacts every one of our vertical relationships for the good. And for I, the good. I think, it ain't religion, it's relationships. I think you, you know? say that in the book. You say one of the things that, you know, you were talking about in the book, I don't remember the exact quote, but something about, you know, as I kind of get older, I, I hope I don't forget to pray. And I thought, oh, yeah. that is so... No, I talked about, I said, I said <laughs> you know, I'm a big believer in the power of prayer. Dementia runs in my family, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I want to make sure that I continue to remember to pray that I don't get dementia. You know, it's, it's sort of a backwards little thing about the fact that, you know, it does run in my family. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw my daddy... Uh, seven years struggle with a terrible disease called Lewy body dementia, the most brilliant, brilliant mind of anybody I've ever known in my life. And it just robbed him of that. And it was such a cruel, horrible disease. But my daddy always maintained his humor and his elegance and his dignity. And, and I write about how that was the main reason I left my show with Regis, regardless of what anybody ever thought or heard or read. I never, um, I never went public with that because I didn't want any um, any cameras in my daddy's face. I wanted him to be able to die with the dignity with which he had lived his life. And we were able to accomplish that, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, very Kathy grateful. Lee, for sharing that. Thank you so much. I mean, You are adorable, Pat. Thank you so much. The people, you know, I, you know believe me, I know what it's like to, to have so many things happen in life. I mean, you know, I, too, am aligned with you. I mean, I dialed the wrong phone number. That's how I got on radio, believe it or not. And you know, God works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. You know, as we, you know, as I, I move through the book, one of the things you talk about, and I want to ask you about it, is, and this is a fun book, folks. I want to just tell you, there are a lot of really cool things in here you're going to love. You, you talk about forgiveness, and yeah. I am, I've read a lot of books on forgiveness, but when I read what you wrote, I really get that this is so important to you. Well, you know what? Because I, all of us know better, uh, bitter people, right? Mm-hmm. People who just cannot let go of the hurt and the, and the, and the, uh, the slight and, the, and, the, and uh, the pain of whatever has happened in their life. They are probably the, most, the saddest people on the planet are bitter people. And, and I believe that we, every one of us can take what's happened to us that could make us bitter, and we can become better. It's all the letter I. It's all the letter I. And, 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 and bitterness is a malignancy of the soul that only gives the person who, who keeps it in their heart cancer. You know, if you're bitter towards another person, it's not hurting the other person. They're fine. They're going on with their life. It's hurting you. And it's keeping you from a life that is full and rich and and um, and abundant. And and you know, my husband is not the only person in my life I've had to forgive. I've had to forgive. I have to forgive a hundred times a day. But I would rather be that person that chooses forgiveness and has joy in their heart than that person we discussed earlier, that Wendy whiner. You just you want to avoid them because it's like eat freaking enough. You're not the only person in the world who's gone through tough stuff. We all have. And nobody wants to hear about it anymore. You know, after after three breakups with the same bad guy you keep dating, no girlfriend wants to hear about it anymore. The girlfriend wants to sit you down with a margarita and say, you are the problem, honey. You know, 
We don't. We'd rather we're we're. I don't know why, why misery makes some people happy. Mm. I don't get that. It doesn't make me happy. I don't want to be miserable. We get. I'm not. A, I don't believe in reincarnation. I don't believe we get twenty times around to get it right. I'm not putting down anybody that believes in it. I just personally don't believe so. I think we get this one life. I sound like I sound like Sally Field. <laughs> I've got this one body and this one life. And, you know, but it's true. It's true. And and I I have this one life. And when I look back on it, I want to say, you know, my gosh, I I I miss. I lived every moment of it. I experienced the pain. I experienced the joy. I um, I was grateful. I was, um, I don't know the. Uh, to me, why why just exist when you can live and live Truly life live. full out. Live life full out. Out. You know, Kathy Lee, I thank you. I know you've got to run. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to ask you, what is the personal message that you want to leave everyone today? And I want to make sure everybody knows this book is hot, baby. Kathy Lee Gifford, just when I thought I dropped my last egg, you can get it anywhere. What's the personal message you'd like to leave with our listeners today? That every single person is so incredibly valuable. And if you feel like life has used you up and it's over for you, you could not be more wrong. We talk so much in our culture about going, get, coming out of the closet. Mm. Go back into the closet of your life and where you left your tutu when you were a little girl and loved dancing, where you left your flute, where you left your journal, where, whatever you left from your childhood, that is where you're going to find joy again. That is where you're going to find your joy. Kathy Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Pat. You are precious. I, you know, you're the kind of person I wish I could just hang with and drink wine on a, on, a, on, a, on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Well, when I get back to New York, we're starting a show with CBS. When I get back, I would love to have you in the studio with me. Thank you, you me, so Missy. much. I will you call, call me, and I will find you if you don't. Thank you so much. Kathy Thank Lee you, Gifford, everybody. Fabulous book. Thank you all for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. For more about us. You know how to get a hold of us, www.thedrpatshow.com or drpatradio.com. We have lots to share with you, lots going on. Many of you are wondering where the show will be aired this year. Boy, we have a lot of announcements, but it's because of you that we do this show and reach out to the many family and friends that you have and you want us to reach. Until next week, remember that the action starts within. The act starts from doing something. We'll see you next week on the